Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Season 5 of Eye on the Future with Lady Fontaine and co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. To schedule a reading or learn more about Lady Fontaine, also known as America's number one love psychic, be sure to check out Lady Fontaine's website at ladyfontaine.com. Now, here's Lady Fontaine with co-hosts Jim Elkin and Paul LaPlaca. Good evening and welcome to Eye on the Future. It's a full moon tonight or tomorrow morning at 3.44 Eastern Time. So we are suffering from it already. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties. Uh, and that's going to make it so I get to read the intro again. This is season <laughs> six. And that little voiceover thing that I put up there says season five. So forgive me. Episode 7, and today is Thursday, November 18th, 2021, and I am your host, uh, Jim Elkin, along with our, with me, spiritual wizard Jim Elkin, and our residential psychic extraordinaire, Lady Fontaine. She is also known as America's number one love psychic and is a certified life coach and relationship expert. Tonight's show is our second most requested show of all time, What. Women want. Da, 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 da. Hey. Finally, the stars aligned, and we are able to do this show. Yeah, weird. they've really aligned we well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they mostly aligned. Uh, we are asking women to call us tonight and join in on the conversation to tell us what they want. Our call screener, Mike, is not going to be able to help us tonight, so I'm going to be doing everything I can to, to do everything. Oh um, so call us at 319 319- Five two seven six two one six. That is three one nine five two seven six two one six. Just a reminder: when calling, this is radio. We love to hear from all of you, but we re- need real questions, not general questions like "What's going on in my love life?" Those questions, Lady Fontaine will happily answer in a private consultation with you. And by the way, why 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 is she at why she is at it? While well, we're at it, she'll tell you while it. while she's at it. She'll tell you exactly how to draw in the man or woman of your dreams. Those of you watching us on YouTube or wherever, please hit subscribe to be notified of our new show. We are very interested in your comments below the live streaming, so don't forget to follow us on Blog Talk and Facebook as well. In order for us to do live video streaming, we really need your help in liking and following us on all the various platforms because that makes it easier for us to whatever. And since we are doing video, (laughs) yes, for those... Who don't know? Um, hi, Jim. I'm I'm the uh, oh. healing expert. Yes, and of course our lovely psychic relationship expert and intuitive life coach, Lady Fontaine. In case you're wondering, she's the one with the pink headphones and not the red and black ones. I borrowed these from my daughter. <laughs> I knew they looked different. Yeah, they look different, uh, and they didn't make, fix anything. So that means that there's something wrong with the thing I plug into in my computer. Everybody's having the same problem tonight, it appears. Seems like it, yeah. So if you miss a show, you'll be able to catch up at any time on uh, Eye on the Future radio show on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page or listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, or any other distributor. Um, We're not uh, <clears throat> We've got a jam-packed show tonight, and tonight's the topic, What Women Want, our second most requested topic. We will be taking, what was our first most requested topic? 
what men want. That was the number one ever. (laughs) And that was our most listened to and most watched show ever. Perfect. I mean, it was amazing. Okay, well, we'll we'll think about that. We'll be taking calls throughout the show, so please be patient. We will do our best to get every caller on the air to answer your questions. If you would like to be on Lady Fontaine's mailing list, please give our screener, whoever that will be, your real email address so we can keep in touch with you. Our phone lines are open and our switchboard is lighting up and we want to hear from you. Uh, We'll be taking your calls throughout the show. Call us at 319, Mike, write this down, 319-527-6216. Repeat it. 319-527-6216. Call us tonight as we have one of our most requested shows ever, What Women Want. Several months ago, we did a show on What Men Want. That was the most popular one that you just said. And we've heard your request for this show. Call us with your questions on this topic or any other topic. Lady Fontaine and her panel of experts are here to help guide you through life's challenges and joys. Call in for a free psychic reading or love and relationship Mm -hmm. guidance or any stories or experiences you want to talk about. Call us. We want to hear from you. Please give a call us with real questions. Unfortunately, we can't answer general questions on the show like, what is my future? Isn't that a repeat of what you said earlier? It seems like it, but I'm just (laughs) just walking down the street here, you know? All right. All right. right, We've got to fix that. Uh, Phone lines have been open since uh, 745. Please call early, whatever. Um, Let's see if we can move this along here. If you wish to schedule a life, well, we already yes, did that, yes, too. Yes, to the point. We settled. <laughs> Since this show is your brainchild, Lady Fontaine, okay. I want to turn the mic over to you. Before I do, oh. I want to mention your assistant star has informed all of us about the fun. No, no, that's, that's from a previous show, silly. <laughs> no, I thought that was, that, isn't that it? No, so what what Star did tell me, and she sent me some of the copies, was all the rave reviews that we got last week on you, Mr. Elkin. Oh, me? What did yes. I do? You were hysterical. I mean, first of all, <laughs> Paul and I were in stitches anyhow, but the, the audience picked up on it. You were so funny reading the opening. I mean, today you didn't read, I mean, today it's probably not as, robust as it was the last week but oh my god we got you were like the star of all stars last week (laughs) they thought you were hysterical they loved you and my comment was i've known you for 30 years and i didn't even know you were funny (laughs) (laughs) and you surprised me i can be funny especially when i'm caught totally off guard and handed a project like that so it happens. But you did phenomenal. You really oh, did. That's people very noticed kind. it. They thought you gave the show such fun and levity. Um, so they were, everybody was it very, must have been the Gandalf uh, very positive. Outfit. It must well, have been the Gandalf outfit. Can you go put it back on? Because you were the rave. Uh, we were going to rename the show. Kim Elkins, <laughs> Eye on the Future. <laughs> well, that would be interesting. I have, to, I have to take my bed sheets off and wrap them over my shoulder. <laughs> well, you did great, and everybody Thank absolutely you. loved you last week. They did. Thank I mean, you. I thought it was a great show. I actually thought that was one of our best shows ever, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, it was a good show. It was a lot of it fun. It really, really was. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you to all my fans out there. I, I so uh, appreciate the. Oh, I think that's so sweet. 
Um, but they, they were, everybody loved it. And um, I think that occasionally we should throw in a spooky little show here or there since we got such rave reviews on the show. Okay. That's always but, been my plan. <laughs> I, I know. So, so what I would <laughs> like to do is if we had another co-host um, who, is, who could share with us some suggestions, do you have any suggestions of upcoming shows? that we could do well you know what i think is cool is if if we throw ideas out there and then people respond with whether they want that or not okay. and then maybe so, their own ideas too because then then we can come up with a lot more creativity than just what i wanted to do and i think it's at the end of the script in the closing is that i will give if we use the suggestions that people write us for the yeah. show topics i will give them 15 minutes free in either life coaching or psychic mm. readings cool. so so it's extra motivation to reach out to us at radio show at ladyfontaine.com. I think it's probably somewhere here in the script. If not star, can you text me if you're listening? Can you please? And it's not my dog star. It's my assistant star. I got it. Yeah. My dog, <laughs> my dog star died a long time ago. She, she oh. would have been about 30 by now. She was, <laughs> she was one of my, oh, stop. She was, one of, she was one of the original three. Do you remember the magical star of destiny? I had magic right. star and destiny. Those That's were my right. three first ones. That's so right. a show dog. Yep. So, I think I still so, have a, I have a picture of magic, don't I? I think you gave me a picture oh, of magic. Oh, yeah. I think so. But I think even from Halloween events and stuff, we have pictures. Yeah. But I have a whole tub of pictures that some someday I'll post them. <laughs> we'll look young, that's for sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> and I won't have a beard. <laughs> oh, but you had a fake beard. Oh, at least yeah. in the Halloween ones you did. In the yeah, Halloween ones, yeah, I had a little thing. I the big Gan- Gandalf is Gandalf is the right way to say it, right? Gandalf beard. Gandalf, and, yeah. Right, and then that gorgeous cane. I can't believe you don't know where that cane is. Yeah, I don't know. Ah, oh, it was a cane was or a gorgeous. staff. I think it was a staff. Yeah, but what's what's the difference? Well, a cane just comes up to your hand, and a staff goes past your hand. I don't know. I'll look at the pictures and see if I can yeah, report I back to you. I'm not but much it, for canes. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like curved or something. It was wooden and carved and curved. It was beautiful. Oh. And you had that uh, gray cloak that you would wear. And I think fake long hair. Now you've got the real long hair and the real yeah, beard. That's right. So you don't need, mm-hmm. you don't need it. Your hair is longer than mine, I think. Isn't it? I cut my, my hair. is longer than everybody's. It's like, Oh, really? I cut my hair, so it's it's shorter now. It was getting a, too unruly. Let me see. Ponytail, and it comes. Is it down to you? Oh my. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I can I, I can grab it is, from behind. I can reach see, behind me. Do and you grab have it any pieces bottom. of your hair that go down to your waist? I did, but I cut no. them. They're, they don't anymore. No, so but I'm I working think, on it. Are you really? You're never going <laughs> to yeah. have a haircut ever. Nope. It, it, oh it shorts out God. the antenna, you know, the, the hair is supposed to be the antenna that brings in all the spiritual psychic waves and the cosmic radiation and stuff. I you never that? heard that. No. Oh, yeah. that's, that's why. Thank in, God in, I have a lot of hair. In several natural cultures, I think Paul's going to join us. Nope. He just stepped oh. out again. <laughs> anyway, in some natural cultures, they actually don't cut their hair because of that. 
they want to encourage their abilities, their psychic abilities to be stronger by having long hair to receive. I never heard that before. That's wonderful information for us to have. Yeah, it's especially important to grow a beard, so you're out. Oh, <laughs> Fake beards don't work? No, no, it's got to be hooked. <laughs> hair follicles. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, thank God. I, I mean, if women start growing beards, we've got uh, that. I love facial hair on a man. I think it's the sexiest thing, but I like it um, very, you know, like close. Almost like Close. a five o'clock shadow, but a little bit more than that. That's just oh, a little, almost that. a goatee. I like goatees. I like any mm-hmm. facial hair. Back in the day, it was the mustache. I mean, um, I just thought that, oh, somebody's screening calls. Yeah, Mike is. How did he do that? He's a genius. He, he dialed in. Oh. He, he got me giving him the, the message, the, the phone number over the the. Uh, announcements and he picked it up and I said, Mike, write this down. And <laughs> yeah, but so it works with him dialing in but not calling in. So that's, they must have upgraded their software or did something again to Blog Talk Radio because you always know. used to have the issues with your mic and stuff. Well, I figured out to use a different browser. Oh, so we got to tell that to Mike. Yeah. We got to tell that to Mike for future reference. Um, normally we're live streaming tonight. We're having some technical issues and we're waiting to hear from our other co-host, Paul, to find and out. And our technical um, wizard. Yeah, he's beyond our technical wizard um, to find out if we're going to be doing live streaming tonight or what. I don't know if we've got any messages from him. Um, I don't, I haven't seen any. So I don't know the status of that, but um, I, I like the idea that Jim came up with that, I encourage the listeners on the show um, or those who will eventually be watching us to kindly send us an email. Um, I think the email address is radio show at uh, ladyfontaine.com. I haven't gotten a message from star yet. Um, so, uh, and if we do select your suggestion as a topic for the show, you will get a 15 minute either psychic reading with me or 15 minutes towards life coaching, whatever, whatever you want. But what I would like is suggestions either on relationships, life, or, Jim, the paranormal. The paranormal. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Because um, everybody seems so interested in our show this week, and they really, really loved it. And I'm surprised because I did send both you and Paul um, – a link to some of the EVPs and you never even commented at, uh, commented oh. on it at all. Did you want me to comment? And, I didn't know you needed to comment. <laughs> well, I thought it would be nice. And, and the image in the, that mirrored picture, it was like a beer yeah. thing. And in yeah. there was an image and we had measured out, like there was nobody sitting there that where the reflection would have appeared on the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have any comments at all? Is there anything I d- you want to I discuss? I, I didn't remember ever seeing that image in the mirror picture. Uh, and I was there. there. Yeah, and but it I was, was always there. there. I know, but it was always there. I remember it. We talked about this on other shows, but I remember it specifically. I remember okay. way back. I don't know if uh, well, I'm not some su- people... I'm not doubting it. I'm sorry. You just Carry don't on. remember it, maybe. Yeah, I just don't remember it, yeah. 
but it was there. I remember when we saw that image on the mm-hmm. mirror, um, we were angling it, figuring where that person would have had to be sitting, and there was nobody. All the only people that were there were us, the crew and us. Yeah. And that yeah. face didn't match anybody. And there uh-huh. was nobody sitting where you would would have had to sit. I mean, you might not remember it, but I do remember that okay. we did discuss all that then. But did you have any comments about because that voice over us talking was the same voice that when we were coming up the steps in the um, from the basement, that from same basement, voice yeah. that. I don't even know how to do it. That very, to me, it's a very evil sounding voice. Ah, there's our technical wizard and God <laughs> and God and all gods. Our beleaguered <laughs> co-host. What is going on? Oh, yeah. evil laugh. What is going on, Mr. If Paul? I, if I knew. Uh, uh, mute, mute, you're, mute yourself. You're, you're I'm, echoing. I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. okay. Are we live streaming anywhere yet? Yes. Oh, okay. So now I have to be good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm I'm doing great. Thank you. So. <laughs> so we were talking about the EVPs. Yeah. So what it that voice? I mean, how would you describe that voice? Well, I I mentioned before that the, the when they abandoned us in the actual restaurant they all went the the son and father went up to the apartment above right and they walked Correct. up that staircase to get up there <clears throat> yeah but there's so, no way that because we didn't hear it i know you think I just, you did I I, I I i respectfully disagree with you that there's no i know way. i know you okay do. <laughs> and we'll leave it at <laughs> but, that okay i don't want to have a debate <laughs> <laughs> all right so paul welcome aboard it's nice to see you again thank you um, we really did miss you. This is I for two too, weeks. Too. <laughs> so what, what's going on with you? Oh, just oh, lots, lots of stuff. I think you're still, still like, yeah, something still isn't right. Still echoing. Do you have reverb or echo? It might be a, a, a filter. Hello. Hello. Hello? I don't hear you from your mic at all. We we shouldn't be hearing you because you're you're muted on Blog Talk. So somehow you're getting through somewhere. Maybe the feed. But, but when he touched no. his mic, I didn't hear anything. Right. Like when he went like that, I didn't hear a thing. It must have been an EVP. What's up? Well, you figured out. Paul, figured out. Is that a no? He hasn't. He he. Shook I have his not head. figured it out. Okay. Um, and your voice is coming clear and clear. So. That's I not what he usually sounds like. That's a, a very different sound. I'm sorry for all the technical issues we're having tonight. It must be the lunar eclipse. It must be. Because it couldn't be Mercury retrograde because it's not happening. There is no, right. You're hitting me I in the I hear you. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what I'm it sounds like. I'm actually trying right now to just put a link up 
so people know where to see us. Okay. If they are interested in seeing us, maybe they're not, but in case they are. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> All right. So, so um, there was there was there was some loud sounds that happened, and I'm pretty convinced in my mo- in my own mind and experience that 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 was the uh, the the actual owners of the property who were upstairs. Uh, there was a little fright. Dan, I I was there, and I see it differently. But regardless of that, um, what are some good topics for future shows to give people an idea of what we mean by the paranormal? Um, well, I, I think uh, there's some ideas might be, what about the equipment that the people in these ghost hunter shows are using? Um, that's something I get a lot of fun with. Um, uh, another possibility could be um, how is it that some ghosts can be seen and others can't? Or, you know, why do some some ghosts just move things around and, and not actually interact with people in a direct way? Um, things like that. What do you think, Joe? Um, I think that's a show, definitely a show. There's no doubt about it. And there's a lot of technology. You and I have talked about getting some of this technology for ourselves right. as well. So definitely that's a show. Um, What about, I'm thinking like there's so many other things that, well, like next week we are doing the Mandela effect, which is, it's not really a paranormal show, but it's a, what would, how would you classify that? Well, it's paranormal because it's not normal to suddenly uh, have a difference of memory from what everybody else on the planet seems to have. Right. Uh, So that's, Paranormal, at least in a personal way, uh, idiopathically. But uh, uh, what? What was that? What that was must that? have been an EVP. What? That sounds good. Did you hear that? What? Did you hear that? Did I hear what? I couldn't answer you unless I know what I was listening for. My voice saying that sounds good. Paul, was that you? I can't now even we can't hear, hear you at all now. <laughs> He must have done something. <laughs> what is going on? I've turned your mic on, my Paul. Hi. Is it working? Hi. There you are. Which which mic did you turn on? The uh, the blog talk. The blog talk. The only one I have power over. Yeah. Okay, so it's working now. It's working now. All right. Stop that! Stop it! What is stop going what? on? Stop! Stop! Oh, stop it! I'm not doing anything. Stop! <laughs> What's going on? Stop, please! <laughs> Okay, so if you if you want a psychic reading, I think that's off for tonight. <laughs> what is going on? Lady Fontaine just left the house. <laughs> Come on, uh, this will be the fifth time that I've sixth time that I fixed my makeup. What is going on? What are you hearing? I We're hear not hearing me. It. We're not hearing. I it. hear me. I hear me saying I'm starting Blog Talk Radio in a minute. 
let me just make this page so I could see what's going on. Oh, they changed this. I'm hearing all this. What is this? Well, it sounds like a repeat of the of the pre-broadcast audio. Um, do you have your audio on your PC open? Do you have your Facebook open, maybe? I don't know what's going on. Oh, do you have Facebook open? That's a good question. I do. Maybe that's what I'm listening to. Um, yeah, yeah, you're probably hearing that feeding through. Oh, my God. Turn it off. I just did. Now I don't hear it anymore. You really okay. didn't hear it at all? Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed. Fortunately, I don't see us on, on live streaming yet. Are we up? We should be. Oh, that was May 13th, so that's not going to work. Um, (laughs) That's probably what was playing. Let me delete that. Um, Where is this playing, this show? It should be on um, all three, Facebook and the YouTube channel. So it's on – is it on – the, my my real first name and last name page. I believe so. Yes. Okay. Yeah, we should be live across the board everywhere we're normally live. All right. Do you want to start this show over again? Because I think we've done such a terrible job. Sure. Let's start over. Oh my god. <clears throat> All right. I don't see it on my page. Let me just bring a link over from Eye on the Future. Let me bring it from the other. The problem is I can't do it on my phone. Oh, I see it now. I'm I'm gonna get rid of my, me for a minute. You're gonna get rid of me. <laughs> I wish I could do that sometimes. <laughs> All right, talk for a minute. Hello, hello. Testing one, two, one, two, one, two. Checking one, two. Testing one, two. One, two, one, two. Um, I'm just trying to get the the link to the show and put it on my Facebook page. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. We can hear you fine. Okay. Um, What's up? I'm really just trying to get a link. Um, okay. So the, I can't seem to get the show up. When I click on it, oh, it's starting again. It's starting again. Starting Never the mind. Whole show? Never mind. Never mind. Whatever. Okay. Hey, one, too. Whatever. Okay. So let's start, continue with our show. All right. <laughs> this has been so funny. All right. So, Paul, do you have any suggestions for, for um, upcoming topics? Shows. And are for you topics? prepared to showcase your, your music tonight? Uh, sure, but I don't. You don't have it online. I don't have it anywhere. <laughs> I, I don't know I if, our, if, if this show's listeners want to hear progressive metal. It might not be the right place, but I, I well, appreciate you supporting it. It's very, very nice. <laughs> you sounded like a robot. You sound like Mike. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the only thing I could say is I listened to the first few, you know, little 30 seconds of it and it sounded yeah. nice to me. And, and then the, uh, then I started singing and I oh. didn't hear you sing at all. <laughs> the last I heard you sang, sing was that vampire song. Oh, I don't remember that one. From last, last show that we did. I did a vampire <laughs> song. Okay. Um, Whatever you sang last week is the last time I heard you sing. All right. I don't remember that. But All right. So you don't want to showcase your music? I don't, okay. Yeah, Moving I don't on. No, we'll Moving be fine. On. Let's, uh, I can't find the script anywhere. <laughs> oh. Did you email me this? this Facebook just, Messenger. What a day. What a it's day. It's on Messenger, dude. Oh, my God. It's on Messenger? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the best show we've ever done. It's I want to start best. over again. This is terrible. This Let's is embarrassing. Start, start from the begin- I know. Let's start from the top. This is really be- – this is embarrassing. All right. You there want to it start is. it all over again? Yeah, watch out for the script, Paul, because it's got a lot of repetition in it. Okay. <laughs> oh, so make up a beginning script, and and I'll cut – this out from is are we up on youtube yes <laughs> all right i'll cut this out on youtube but i We've apologize got... for us being so amateur like <laughs> tonight this is the worst show we've ever done um <clears throat> it's making me sign in like 10 to, everything's a mess right now it's like uh, my ipad my, all, right. all my google accounts i had to redo all my passwords it's just one thing all after right. another we don't have to restart at the beginning. So, all right, you don't want to debut. Um, so what I would like to know is how, could, would you talk to us about how your, your, your song is doing and, and what you're doing with your life musically? Sure. Yes. I can definitely do that. So the, uh, the song is called Circle Game, and it's from a band called October Thorns that I was in about maybe 25 years ago. Um, and, uh, we've been trying to remix the original six song demo that we created. Um, over the last five years, I've had a couple different record labels approach me to get this done. And I really haven't been able to pull it off myself because I'm too close to the project. And, um, you know, you can't get out of your own way sometimes. So I hired Alex Argento from a band called ice fish from Italy, who's a remarkable engineer. And he is just uh, really bring, bringing new life to these songs. So we were thrilled to have them. And um, Circle Game was the first single. It came out October 29th. The video came out uh, two days ago. And we're just about ready to finalize the rest of the mixes. So we're all very excited about it and working hard to get the word out and promote this um, because, you know, it's – um, partially a, a memorial and a, a tribute to our bass player, David, um, David Z, who died um, in a vehicle crash when he was on tour with a band called Adrenaline Mob. He was, uh, they were on the side of the road changing a tire in their RV and a semi truck uh, hit the RV and he died and their tour manager died. So we're trying to, you know, kind of balance it and showcase um everything he, he gave to us and brought to the band and pay tribute to him, uh, you know, get the music out there and let people get a chance to hear what he was doing before um, he joined the Trans-Siberian Orchestra and some of these other, um, you know, he played with Joan Jett. So he's, he has a, a really long career that we want to, 
you know, kind of let people know about the beginning a little bit. And that's um, that's it. We're, Where can we see the video? The video right now is at a, a website for um, a heavy metal magazine called Brave Words and Bloody Knuckles, and um, it's exclusive on that site right now for about a week. So if you just go there and search for October Thorns, it'll come up in the news section, and it will give you a link to the video. Could you give us the URL again? Yeah, but it's really long. I would just oh. go to, yeah, the specific URL is too large. Just go to Brave Words Bloody Knuckles. Let me get how it comes up. It just says You're- BraveWords.com. BraveWords.com. Brave Words. 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 BraveWords.com. Yep. Okay. And, and October then just go to the news. Yep, go to the news section, and we're right in there. I would definitely like to see it. And yeah, I wish I you a lot of good luck with it. Thank you. I mean, I read somewhere some very rave review on what it was that you did. I don't know if it was on the um, the video or your music, but it was a beyond a rave review. Yeah, we've gotten really good press. I think there's five or six different um, reviews that are up just for the single, and we're on maybe seven radio stations. So it's, you know, it's slow going at the beginning here. So I'm just hoping it, it builds up and we hit a tipping point. But all the reviews have been um, really, really high, high praise. So that's really proud of it, you know. So like what radio uh, stations are you on? They're all internet stations. You know, they're, they're different um, groups on like uh, Bulldog Radio has a couple uh, DJs uh, spinning us. Uh, Canada, Canada's Extreme Metal Radio is uh, spinning us. Dan's, um, I forget the full name of Dan. Dan's great. He's been really supportive. He's got a Dan's podcast. Um, he writes for Asphyxia, Asphyxiation Magazine. <laughs> like, it's hard keeping all the names straight. You know? Right, right. There's lots of X's. And <clears throat> X, 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 X. <laughs> extreme, extreme, extreme. <laughs> yeah, but but we're, it sounds we're very, very exciting. It, it, it is. It sounds very, very exciting. And I wish you a yeah. lot of luck with it. Thank you. Yeah, same. So we're, what are we doing tonight? We're doing uh, – I'm very excited to get into this, the, what women want. The topic? Yeah. yeah, it's a hot you know topic. It is a hot topic. You know, I think I have the answer. We can just make this the shortest show in our history. I could tell you, I could say it in one word, but let me hear what you say. Ask me what women want. What What do women want? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Show's Who over. <laughs> I had a whole different idea. Of what women want. Now, you know Who I don't mean that. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares? I'm going to talk to Katie about this one. Well, you know that's not true because I take good care of her. That's why it's a joke. All right. So what do women want? If you ask me, I'll tell you in one word, and then I will explain it. And then I'll go into much greater detail. It, it has nothing to do with the naked guy in the front of, on his ad on Oh, Facebook. I wanted to ask you about that. So, yeah, who is that naked guy on your on your Facebook page? She offered my phone number. October 4th. Yeah. What, what the heck? I mean, is that you? You know, it's... <laughs> I forgot Uh-oh. about right, that. So if anyone hasn't seen the album cover, it's uh, a naked man standing on the beach 
looking out into the ocean into the sunset and then there's the uh the band symbol and logo and and there's metatron's cube um the sacred geometry it's all in there but he's naked and he's armless and that's um one of my lyrics from one of my that. songs oh um, really yeah there's a song that i wrote called soul forge and it starts with the lyrics an armless man going swimming at low tide so that's what the um the artist took from the lyrics and when the label put it together i didn't have a whole lot of say the, the label was very specific about we do things a specific way and, you know, we want your input, but you have to kind of do things our way. So I didn't choose that image and it does sort of look like me, <laughs> except I'm not bald. You know, like oh, I didn't even old... notice that part. Yeah, you just noticed his butt. Well, my butt's not. She didn't see good. anything with it. He was naked. I guess. He's got a nice butt. I don't have a butt like that. Yeah. I <laughs> noticed that. Oh, okay. okay. Eyes up here. Eyes up here. I didn't notice that he was armless. I just saw that sexy you back and butt. butt and right? about, Who is that guy? Yeah, it's not. It's not me. But yeah. I, it's kind of my okay. my my size and my shape, but it's it's I don't I'm not that muscular. <laughs> See, we wouldn't know well, that, and this is enough, right. enough, enough, enough. Yeah, it's all it's uh, all me, definitely. So anyway, okay. Jill, what do women yeah. want? We're just one word, and then we could take phone calls, and the show is over. But I'm right. going to go into a lot more <laughs> description. But the single most important thing that women want is security. They want to feel safe, and. That's not necessarily me. Well, there's a lot of different aspects of that. I mean, we could talk about everything from financial security, but more importantly, it's somebody who, who's not like um, inconsistent and makes them feel insecure. They want consistency and they want a man. Like if you're walking down the street with a man and a man is walking on the outside facing the road, that makes a woman feel safe. She's cared for. She, the man thinks enough about her. The man is looking out for her benefit. Even if a man is holding the door or making sure that his lady is, you know, happy, safe, comfortable, those are ways that women feel secure in a relationship. And that's the single most important thing. If there's any men watching this and you want to know what makes a woman feel safe, uh, to make a woman, you want to know what a women want. It's to feel safe. That's the single most important thing. Jim, you're moving around in your chair. What do you What do you say? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, okay. I think it's amazing how few, debate me. <laughs> how little that message actually gets out. I mean, I, I've noticed that even here, where I live in in upstate Westchester, which is not really up up, but is close enough, there's never women walking around at night alone. They're either with somebody or they're not there. You know, men are walking, dogs, women are not out here. You know, it's like a very, very quiet and peaceful place. Right. Not much, right. not much happening here. But uh, women don't feel safe typically. Uh, and that's, a, that's an essential thing. And in traditional societies, the, 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 the rights of maturity would very often try to uh, uh, enforce the concept that men's role in a, in a family is to be a form of security, to be a protector. Yeah. So, so it's, this isn't news. This is a very old information that we've lost over time. We've lost it is right. Because everybody thinks it's what you say or what you wear or how you look and 
all that other uh. stuff. But at the at the bottom, at the end of the road, a, women, a woman wants to feel safe. And if a man can make her feel safe, obviously they want to feel loved and cared for. But that's part of that safety and security. If a man, if you trust a man and you don't think your man is cheating on you, you're going to feel safe in that relationship. And then you have that freedom to bloom and blossom. And that's right. truly what women want. I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, there's a lot of other ingredients to it. And like I said, inconsistency. I have to say that I talk to women and men all day long. And that's probably the single most detrimental thing in a relationship other than lack of communication. It's when a man or a woman is inconsistent in a relationship. I mean, bring it all, bring it honestly, and do it right, or don't bother doing it. I mean, Mm -hmm. my feeling is if a man's going to be inconsistent or whatever, I'm not going to bother I mean, there's nothing there to work with. It's just like if a man won't talk to you, there's nothing to work with. So I feel that the fundamental or like a pillar of a relationship is communication. But what women want, they want that communication in a relationship, but they want to feel safe. Show's over. Thank you. Good night, folks. We're just kidding. <laughs> we, we have calls. But that is the single most important thing. So what That's do you, uh, Paul, I want to hear from you, and then I'll tell you what else. Well, I, I would say very similar to what <clears throat> I said during the uh, What Men Want show, um, that I think it, uh, your priorities shift decade by decade. And it, the things that you think are important when you're 20 years old are not but are important when you're 50. So in my personal experience, you know, my frustration with young women in high school um, was that they would say one thing and do another thing. So a lot of the, the girls I was interested in high school would say, I want a really nice guy. I want, and then they would go after the most, you know, they say bad boys and that kind of stuff. That's why, do, why are women attracted to that? I don't I think, know. I think it's, it's, it's instinct. Yeah, it's exciting. But I think it's instinct for a lot of women to fix men, to fix their problems. And it's like they're attracted to the ones that have the most tortured souls or the most you know, the, the worst behavior, because they feel like if they can fix them, they, that, that, that they're somehow, uh, they've achieved like a, a gold medal or, or something that I, you know, remember Johnny, he was such a piece of garbage and he was this and that. Well, I fixed him. <laughs> well, I think that's the maternal instinct in a way, but not all women are driven by that. I don't, right. although I, I, I understand like, you know, like if there's Mr. Perfect and then there's Mr imperfect that has a few flaws there is something more enticing about mr imperfect mr perfect is too perfect right well maybe it's a form of um control where if somebody is flawed you have a a justification for telling them what to do but if they're perfect (laughs) then then we're getting into some other psychological (laughs) issues here yeah let's start with a different show from a few weeks I would say blanket <laughs> statement that you can't make a blanket statement about what women want because it is, as men, we never know what the hell's going on. And because well, women I are agree. so different, and, 
Right, you and know? women are and, different. You're absolutely and right on that. one woman can be different. Yes, you know, you're right. Depending on, again, decade to decade, week to month, sometimes the the woman that you're in love with can come up with the most different wants and needs, and you're like, where is this coming from? You know, so just as men, you know, bear with us. We're always confused. We never know. <laughs> That's why I was so excited about the show. I'm like, you'll figure something out, right? All right. But some other things that women find that women want in a relationship, other than feeling safe, they want to be heard. And obviously women want a man to get them. A woman wants not only to be heard, but to be understood. And I think that what, what are the things, what, what's the one quality or what's the one thing that a man has to do to be able to, have that and to me that's communication and you need to be able to not only talk but listen and hear and have empathy and compassion because you may not have to say oh who cares about that but if the woman cares about it it's important and I don't even think that's a matter of what what women want I think that's what you give in a relationship you know you have it's not what's important to you it's what it's important like if you're going to give a gift I want to give somebody you know a new shirt but what they really want is a new tie so what do I do I give them what they want not what I want because you're giving a gift for someone else and I think it's the same thing when you're really trying to connect with somebody is what does that person need like if if a woman needs a man to um, hold them for instance and the man wants to get down and dirty I mean that that's a disconnect and in yeah. that moment, if the, if they get down and dirty, they're not that woman is not going to be fulfilled in the end because she needs that 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 feeling of safety or security or or connection or whatever it is rather than just the physical act. Right. Um, um, either one. Do you have thoughts on this? Your your guys, I would like to know what you think. I'm going. You're right. You're right. Yeah, we both are. I, okay. I think for me, my biggest Thank mistakes you. early on with that was you know my um my job as a sound engineer is to solve problems very quickly because there's not time to to fart around when you're on a job so my my whole persona is like oh there's a problem there's a problem how how do you fix it well we'll do this try this do this this will fix it right if a woman is talking to you um most of the time in my experience they want to be listened to they yes. don't want their problem solved. They don't want to hear your Bingo. solution to the Bingo. problem. They don't they want, want you to, to fix them. them. Yeah, yes. exactly. And they want validation and yes. empathy. Exactly. I hear you. I understand. That Those are the things awful. that. Yeah. Yep. What sounds awful? No, I'm saying I'm, I'm acting as the listener, as an empathetic listener. Oh, that sounds right. awful, yes. you know, as right. opposed to. I, I, I know what the problem is. Do it right, this way. Exactly. If you wouldn't do that, then you wouldn't have this problem. Exactly. That's, no. that's not where, what your role is. You need to listen and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> well, I don't know that you need to keep your mouth shut, but I think you need to listen and validate. But I yes. feel that's important in any relationship. It's, it's hearing. I mean, Jim and I have talked about different techniques and learning how to communicate better in a relationship. And it's really being able to, have that forum where you can fully express yourself and talk openly and honestly and your partner receive it Safely. and not, yes, and not 
defend themselves or question it or doubt you. In my way of doing it, it's always that the partner could say, I understand. Jim's way is what? They don't say anything, right? Or do well, they? Well, it, it depends on the, on the, on the scenario. I mean, if, if in, in this situation, yeah, they would say something, but they don't say something right away. They get a, they, after the person is finally cleared Finished. what they're right. saying, then it's handed over to the other person to reflect back, and then they can make their comments on that. Oh, right. see, I won't even let them make a comment. I'll just let them go as someone saying, um, I was, and I always tell them the, the ground rules is in, I don't like when you do that. It's that it hurts me when you do right. that. This way you're keeping it about yourself and the person doesn't automatically get on the defensive because that to me is one of the most detrimental things in a relationship. You're, it's all you. You've done this to right. me and blah, 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 blah. You make me feel hurt or sad or it hurts me when you do blah 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 who could debate that or argue with it since it's how you feel about something yeah but even even the word you make me feel is already too far because you nobody can make you feel anything that i in in the reality of things you're right but then how do you express that so when you do that i react this way inside yeah, to me, when that's you, the same thing. This is, this is nonviolent communication. It's different. Yeah. Because I'm not making you feel something. Right. You're not it's, the victim. It's cause and effect. When you cause do this, effect. I feel this way. And then you're taking ownership of that feeling instead of saying, you make me feel this way. When you do this, I feel this way. It's, I, it's more, I understand you know, the there's a No, I understand yeah. the concept behind it because you're absolutely right. But it's sort of kludgy to say it that way. I think the person should have the freedom to express that I'm hurt when something happens, because I think in the line of communication, it's the only way for that other person to get the message that something that they're doing is it's cause and effect, exactly like you were saying. But I, I feel, you know, look in the big picture of things we know you say something to me, I react, that's on me. That's not you. It's my, I choose to react that way. I'm reacting from my old hurts, my old this, my old that. I'm in a bad mood. Um, uh, you know, uh, you're in menopause, whatever it is. <laughs> you know, whatever it is, it, it's on the person who has the reaction. But if you're trying to work out issues, I mean, I, I allow my clients or I suggest to my clients to, I, I want the person to understand. For instance, let's assume that, um, and I hear this a lot, women think that the men are cheating on them, and they might be. They're on the computer all day long, and they, they find phone numbers or text messages or whatever it is. So how would you communicate that, Jim? How would I communicate? Which, which side am I playing now? You're playing the woman's side whose husband is, or boyfriend or whatever is on the computer all day long. She thinks talking to other women and there are text messages and phone numbers on the phone. So that are unexplained. What's going on inside of me. I have fear. I have a lack of trust. You're absolutely right about all this. This is the way you and I do it, but this is a different exercise. This is an exercise on communication. communication. That's a different okay. step. That's a different okay. step. That's a step on, a, on mirroring and understanding. But go ahead. Yeah. How would you communicate that? So, so I'm feeling 
fragile. I'm feeling like something's okay. wrong inside of me and there's stuff going on. And when I see it, my brain is going, that's reflection okay. of that. So I need your help in straightening this out so I don't have to bear this feeling or this, this insecurity any longer. And do you think the average man would understand what you just said? <laughs> or, or I wouldn't. The woman, if I were or, a woman, I wouldn't be going out with the average man, sweetie. <laughs> right, I understand that too. But I'm just making a general statement. With the average man, I think an average man would would understand if the woman said, "You That's know, you're sending. You know, it, it's very offensive to me, or I get concerned, or hurt, or afraid yeah. when yeah. when I I hear texts going off in the middle of the night." And you you hide your phone, you know, or something like that. The man then understands the cause and effect, so he knows what what the behavior is that's triggering a reaction in the woman. Um, but if you're doing this exercise, well, I can't wait to hear what you're thinking. But when you're doing this exercise, the man could only whichever partner is complaining can only listen and say, "I understand." That's all mm-hmm. they could say. Mm-hmm. Paul, why are you laughing? Uh, uh, <laughs> I can't all wait I'm, to hear this. All I'm thinking is, honey, when you cheat on me, it makes me feel like you're cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a fact. And then what is the guy going to or the other person going to say? I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. I understand when I'm cheating on you. It makes, yeah. you, makes you feel that way. You're very intuitive. <laughs> all right. Yeah, I, don't, so, I don't think communication what? is one direction. So I, I would definitely want to have the opportunity to answer back even if it's not you know an attack which i wouldn't want to do that and i wouldn't want that to happen to anybody either but at the same time there has to be room for me to explain what's going on from my end so that you can have empathy as well yes and i think that what we're doing right now is expanding that that couple really needs therapy and it's not just the communication it's issue it's yeah, a bigger yeah. issue and those yeah. bigger issues do get resolved in therapy or or in some sort of clinical environment but what i was just referring to is again a woman wants to be heard and mm-hmm. um you know if you're if the and, and paul explained it perfectly i mean he he said it perfectly i hear you i understand I, I, that's a horrible, I'm so sorry you feel that way, whatever the words are, that's really all that needs to be said for a woman to, to get it, to get, to know that a man really gets it with her. Um, and that's really what women want. And another thing that really is, was quite amazing to me, but it was in every psychological article and book that I've ever read regarding, um, what women want. And that's a mature man. And a lot of men think being a goofball and, and it, I find that very endearing. Honestly, I find men that are goofballs sometimes so cute, but generally women want a mature man. And what, the way I read that is somebody who could step in and solve a problem or handle a situation. There's an emergency going on. You don't want somebody goofing around about it or acting like a mom. See, I hate mom, you know, mama's boys. I mean, not that I hate them, but, you know, to me, that's not an appealing trait. You want a man who could step in and resolve a problem. And when, I, when women talk about wanting a mature man, that's my interpretation of it. They want somebody who can act like a man and do what needs to get done, not be a mama's boy. 
Jim, yeah. you're sort of, uh, you're nodding, but he's sort of numb. <laughs> <laughs> you're not a mama's boy. I've known you for 30 years. Oh, no, I'm, I'm no mama's boy. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you thinking when I'm saying that? I'm I'm just Taking processing it, all it all. Yeah, just processing. <laughs> no, nothing is hitting me wrong. Nothing is, okay. you know, I'm, I'm in agreement with things you're saying. All right. And I'm curious, as we have callers here, if any of the, if we have women that are calling into, I see questions being listed here, but I'm very curious to see if women have any other ideas. Um, I would like to talk about something else that I feel is, we started to talk about it last week, and last, our last show, and it was really based on the kind of calls that we had last week or last show. And then once I sort of covered this on a high level. We could take a few calls and see what's going on, and then we could talk about this more. But women always think that, um, you know, having the perfect body or the perfect hair or the perfect makeup and all that stuff is going to be attracted to a man. And I think a man thinks that, you know, being muscular or handsome or well-groomed or whatever it is. And I think all those things are factors that we all have preferences about. Um, But the one thing that I find the most troubling in any relationship is when somebody has low self-esteem and most women or men have low self-esteem based on their physical appearance. I mean, how many people walk into a room and say, Hey, here I am. Like I'm a gift, you know, I'm perfect. I mean, most people have flaws and, and they have issues regarding it. But the problem is when we, and this is the fundamental of any relationship is if you don't love yourself and you don't make yourself number one, then nobody else will either. And that really is the key to, to having any good relationship. And the problem I think with women more so than men, because of society, I mean, what's our typical image of a beautiful woman, you know, like thin and blonde you know, or well, what is your, what is, what is your men? What, what is your typical image? What does well, society you, tell us? If you look at the women that I married, it's all over the place. <laughs> well, that's good. That's very tall, good. Tall, short, all kinds of different nationalities. <laughs> but that's good. That, that shows yeah. that maybe, maybe you're looking beyond the outer picture. I, I like um, diversity. Good. I think that's great. Paul, do you have anything to add to that? Again, like I go back to decade by decade, those things change and your priorities change. You know, when I was in high school, I had a a very strong preference for uh, petite girls. um, And that's what I was attracted to. You know, I'm I'm big. I'm 6'1". I liked little girls about 5'2". And that's what my preference was. And then I got to college and I started having, you know, more adventures and uh, experiences. And I kind of kicked myself, you know, a couple of times. I'm like, you know, you should be with the person that wants to be with you. So I let my guard down. I let my preferences go out the window because I'm like, this woman wants to be with me. Why am I saying no? Just because I have a, a, a finite set of um, physical attributes that I found attractive. And I, I started just enjoying uh, women of all types, and, and I stopped having a very um, narrow view of what beauty is. Um, and then the older I got and the more I saw how really, really beautiful, physically attractive women 
can be so ugly because right. of their personalities. Right. It just, it really kind of spun me around. Like the older I got and the more I saw, you know, quote unquote, quote, beautiful people, how ugly their hearts are sometimes. Right. It's like, it doesn't matter how pretty your face is. I wouldn't spend five minutes with you because right. you're just an awful person. And I keep, I always say it to my girlfriend, we'll be watching TV and I'll be like, look at her. She's so pretty, and I couldn't. I wouldn't be in the in a room with her because she's just an off. Like the, it's your sense of what's beautiful and what's satisfying about spending time with somebody stops being about, you know, the physical attractiveness and, you know, and it's like so I, I found like the most you know just kind of marginally attractive people like beautiful, like stunning because they're their soul shines and you're right. like, you are a beautiful person and you feel connected to them and you feel your heart react to them because right. of who they are and not what, you know, the outside think, is, you know? And <laughs> I, I don't know if, if we talked about that before or if I saw something on Facebook, but um, you're right. You're absolutely right. It just sounds so familiar. Did we talk about this before? I'm show? sure we we probably touched on it with we, what men want. I think we might have gone. And we actually started talking about it again last time we last show. Oh, all right. We were, because we were started talking so about familiar. image. Yeah. Cause, yeah. Right, because it sounds so familiar in what you said, and you're absolutely right. See, what I come across a lot in dealing with both men and women is like, how do you meet people nowadays that you tend to meet on dating sites? or something like that. That's how 90% of society meets people. And um, there's a lot of what I would consider to be serial daters. And I was talking to a friend of mine. Remember the other last week when we had the show, I said, oh, I'm going to have company. So, but I was talking to him about, he's on one of those dating sites. So I was talking to him about it. And he said, yeah, because, you know, you, you build this image up in your head about this particular person and then you meet the person and they're either totally different or there's nothing there, but who cares? There's like 15 other women, you know, in your queue there. So you just keep on going down the, the list. But to me, it's like how many times when you meet somebody for the first time, do you really get to know who they are? Especially if like you first said, right. you have this image of you like petite little, you know, whatever's. And she's not petite. She's not this. She's not that. Are you really even trying to connect with her if that's your image of what beauty is? Right. See, I also think now I'm very spiritual. So for me, um, I get very fascinated and attracted to people who understand that I sort of think outside of the box. Like, and if somebody connects with me in that way, like we're on a roll, like this is a past lifetime kind of connection. You know, you, I immediately do things that way. Because, like even when Jim and I first met, I mean, we always were talking spiritual stuff and, you know, all this mm -hmm. stuff. And, and our, even though we've had ups and downs all the way, I mean, our friendship has survived 30 years, longer than most marriages. You know, how many, well, you've been married uh, now Longer than all years. of mine. Longer than both well, of mine. Well, you've been married now 20 years, right? Yeah, that's still Close 10 years 20 short. Years. I know, <laughs> right. But we've had off times too. <laughs> yeah, but, we have but, hiatuses. Right, but, but that's healthy, I think, too. Mm -hmm. But um, 
I, I do think that there is that esoteric kind of connection. I mean, it doesn't have to be spiritual. It could be about, you know, sports or it could be about um, preferences or politics or something, certain things that you do connect with. And I do feel in relationships that, especially in today's very divided world, that you need somebody that shares your ideas on what's right and what's wrong in this world. Otherwise, it's going to be hard to coexist. But um, I don't know how we got off on this because I really want to talk about body image and how you feel about yourself. You're never going to be able to draw in a person. This goes for men or women and have a healthy relationship. If you don't make yourself, if you don't feel good about yourself and make yourself number one. And last time we had a caller and I don't remember who it was, but she was talking about health issues. And I specifically said to her that, the more you push it away, the more you hate it, the more you try to get rid of it, it's part of who you are. And the only way to really, to really resolve it is to, start, to stop hating it and pushing it away because you're creating that inner battle within yourself and you're, in, in essence, hating yourself. So for the women that are perhaps too tall, too short, overweight, too thin, whatever it is, when we're fighting against who we are, what's the message that we're sending out, that we don't like ourselves, that we're incomplete, that something's wrong with us? When we're sending that message out, what are we going to draw in? Men that think that same thing. So whatever it is, if it's physical and it's who we are, we don't pick our physical bodies. I mean, sure, there's things we could do to work out or diet or whatever, but half the time, you know, our body structure, I mean, some people are just built a certain way. Some people have brown hair. Some people have blonde hair. Some people have blue eyes. Some people have green eyes. You're not going to please everybody. Be happy with who you are. And there's ways to do that, but we would need a separate show for that. But the more we fight against and the more we don't like and the more we try to change. And look, I'm as much to, um, I'm as guilty as everybody else out there because I work so hard at staying young. I mean, what does that show you? <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, you look, well, you look about 35. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody ever believes my age, so. I mean, I work very hard at it. Uh, what are you laughing at? 39. Well, I know, I I know how old you really are, and I just don't want to tell everybody. How do you know that? I, I used to be a bill collector. I do skip tracing. So I know you're 82. <laughs> the truth is out. Oh my oh, you're god! <laughs> yeah, he would have to be that old to know. Yeah, no, oh, me too. Yeah. So, so he no. said I'm 82. So I figured that meant. Oh, he's 82, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're both 80. Right. Do you and I think, just put that. Go ahead. Do, do you have any sense that I mean, everyone knows how bad um, you know the beauty industry is and how awful it is for women. And it's not easy for men either. Like me, I see the images of men in advertising. It's always six pack, no body hair right. at all. And being an Italian, it's very hard to see myself represented in, you know, beauty types of ads. So I know it's 10 times harder for women. But do you think historically that women felt that way about like paintings in the museum? Like, did they see a painting on the wall and say, I don't look like her and that's Aphrodite and I'll never be her. Like, I, I don't know the history of it, but 
do you think it's always been that way that there's been the male sense of what female perfection is in art and that women felt self-conscious even hundreds and hundreds of years ago? I looking do at, think that. I do think you know, that because I was recently talking to somebody who said to me, you know, I kind of like women who, you know, are like from the 19, the 1800s or something, you know, the more, and he was describing it. And I said, you mean the more Rubenesque type Rubenesque, women? Rubenesque, yeah. Right. The Ruben things, yes. You know, I mean, some men like that. And, and that's not what our society drives nowadays. But I think back in the, you know, 100 or 200 years ago, a more shapely woman was the in thing. And I think people wanted to look that way. Small ways, bigger bosom and bigger hips. Right. You know, more well, of the hourglass-like figure. Now we deal with stick figures. Mm-hmm. So even in the classics, I mean, there, there are there are all, all kinds of images where women are considered these paragons of beauty, but very rarely are men. Very unusual. I mean, you know. Uh, you know um, going back to ancient Greece and Rome. Oh, back then, yeah, but I think they were muscular. They were defined. They were. Well, they were, they worship they worship the human body. But I'm, I'm not just talking about Greece and Rome, but I'm talking about those times in that period. I mean, you, there's a lot of uh, female images that are uh, uh, in all kinds of cultures that are uh, from that period that at the same time are also reflecting the the, the idea of what they think is a, the, the attractive female. It's very often, in that case, uh, a very uh, uh, round, plump woman because that's the good mom. That's the Right, right. The, I, I was actually talking to a gentleman the other day who said something about, I think it was the same one that, that said that about Rubenesque women. And I think he said maybe it's a mother thing. And, but then he said that his mother was very small. So, mm. But I still think it is in a way. But no, in the Ruben paintings, didn't they, didn't they usually have, they were more pear-shaped than they were round or, or hourglass? I think they were hourglass. Oh, Okay. Yeah, well, they were very soft. You're thinking pear? Yes, right. And I've heard men say they They, prefer that. They had big hips, but they didn't have big shoulders or uh, or chest. They would just have. I mean, they may have large large breasts, but they wouldn't have large shoulders. Uh, Today, we've we've got a very large shoulder and large hips. So we do. Mm -hmm. News to me. (laughs) Yeah. What, what do you mean? Who, who has that image? I see stick figures. Okay. <laughs> who has that image? I don't know where you're you, seeing stick figures. I'm not where you're seeing stick figures, I, but whatever. If you pick up Vogue magazine or you pick up Cosmopolitan oh, well, magazine, what yeah. are the women looking like in the magazines? And that's what I women see. define themselves as, the models that are walking down the runway. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they're they're size zero. Yeah, yeah. So True what enough. do you pick? You're you're talking about what men really want. I'm talking about what? Well, we're, the show is about what women really want, but <laughs> I know, but but I think that's what. But when we but did I'm, what I'm men it, want, yeah, I actually had statistics, and I don't remember what they were. But men actually, a lot of men, and there was a high number of them, actually liked a more shapely woman. They weren't looking mm-hmm. for that stick figure type of shape. No, the stick figures never made it as Playboy centerfolds. Right? You're right. 
Yeah, I think the modeling industry is a, a completely different world, and I don't know how how attractive most runway models really are to average men um, because they're 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 built for that specific clothing. You know, it's like it's just it will just hang on a, a like a, on a woman like a you know like a hanger in a closet. So th- those bodies don't they're not very feminine. They're very like you said like sticks just rail thin and, and uh, no real hips or breasts. And it's like, that's not, I don't think most men find, you know, a lot of models attractive because they're too skinny. You know, they're just, there's nothing there. I don't know. I, I think that um, men have, I think society, you know, blasts that. We see it on billboards. We see it on commercials. I mean, nowadays, fortunately, you see larger women, more average women, more this and that, even in commercials on TV. But when we were growing up, there was no such thing. Yeah. I mean, they had to be stick figures. <clears throat> now it's a more diverse kind of mm. person that we see on on the various ads and all, which I think is great because they're more human. I mean, yeah. years ago, you wouldn't see a heavy person on TV. Now almost every show has a heavier character <laughs> or... Except Roseanne, of course. Right. She no. She was heavy, and she had her own yeah. show for a long yeah. time. But well, that so was John was, Goodman. He was he was a big mm-hmm. man. Uh, yeah, right. you're right. And yeah. think back to um, Paul Winters, Gleason. Um, uh, the guy who was a bus driver in New York, Alice. His wife was Alice. Jackie Gleason. Yeah. Jackie Gleason. No, yeah. no, the not Jackie. Yes. Is that Jackie Gleason? That's Gleason no. Yeah. Really? Yes. That yes. was the yeah. show. What did yeah. was there a, a a neighbor or something on that Norton. show? Norton. Norton. Yeah. yeah. All right. That was a Jackie Gleason. Hey, I don't boy. remember hey, that. Yeah. <laughs> Alice. We got it. That's good. <laughs> good though. But that still that wasn't the norm of what we look for, um, or what they generally do. But in any event, that's really what men want. They want, I believe, uh, what women want is to feel safe to feel heard, to feel cared for. They do want, we talked about this in previous shows, trust. Um, Jim says you extend trust until there's no reason not to trust someone, right? Isn't that what you told us before? Uh, I mean, it's, it's so difficult to just give me a, give you a rule because it's so, you know, people will always, mess up their trust, you know, their, 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 their ability to be trusted at some point, everybody's human and everybody makes mistakes and it's going to have to happen. Um, it, to, to me, it's like how much it happens and what kind of things what's the severity of it. That would, that would probably knock it out. But, but uh, uh, for small things, I would be annoyed and I would let my partner know that that's annoying me. And, uh, and with all hope that, that that would be paid attention to and we could do things differently in the future or I have to stop being annoyed about it. <laughs> so one what does that two. mean? You would have to be stop, you would have to stop being annoyed about it. What does that mean? That's one of the two, two ways I can approach things that I don't want. Stop, stop saying I don't want it or help a person or, who's doing it to stop doing it. All right, so that's a whole nother show. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's get a call in here. Let's see if there's anyone right. out there that can tell us what that's, they want. 
I would love to hear that. <laughs> All right, who do we have? Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. We've got Karen wants to make a light, light, like-minded friend. I think. These sound like all general questions here. They don't sound yeah. specific. Karen, you there? No. Yes. Hi. How are you Hi. guys? Hi, Karen. Nice. This sounds like this sounds like a a really general question. Do you have something in specific that you're looking for? Uh, well, I I do need uh, to make new friends. Um, I feel like I'm in a desert here, um, and I'm, I'm yes. I I would also like to find among that them. Um, someone I would trust enough and feel close enough to um, not mind them being in my space so I could rent a room in a couple of months. But uh, I also wouldn't mind a new romance coming in. But right. So well, that's what I, I feel your real question is about. Um, but what did you yeah, say? I'm more you, concerned you, that I, you, I would like to have a romance. I've been grieving my uh, partner who passed two and a half years ago. So I'm not sure how ready I am, but I know Bingo. I was told That's that, it. you know, no, you're not ready. there is someone for me, but I think at this point I'm almost more concerned about renting the room, which I've but been dreading. But even that, even that, I mean, your energy feels very closed very, very close to anything. And that, I believe, is a protective mechanism that you're using for survival right now. And that, I believe, mm. is because you haven't fully grieved the loss of that person in your life. And you're, mm. see, when, you're, when you get stuck in grief, I mean, that becomes complex grief. And, and I'm not a grief counselor. I don't know enough about it at, to really give you guidance on that. But any complex mm-hmm. um psychological issue like I deal with complex trauma because the 9-11 you always have to take that back to your childhood and experiences in your childhood because then we know it's you're reacting to something beyond before the actual trauma so that's what we call a complex so in your case I would say the grief when you can't get over it is being exasperated because of previous grief that is unresolved in your energy so I believe there's other losses that you've had that um, mm-hmm. you almost get into that um, self-fulfilling prophecy mode, you know, almost having that inner belief that mm, something's going to happen or this isn't going to last or, you know, get in that, that mode. And I believe it's because you had lost when you were young, in, I would say very young in your childhood. So do you recall... Um, to me, it also feels that um, now that I'm looking at your childhood, I, I feel you felt very alone in your childhood, almost isolated in your childhood. Um, is that true? Yeah, I think so. I was sickly for a while as a child. Um, so I'm not, I don't remember really why. I, I tried to trace what did what brought that on and on a blank. The only thing that I guess at is uh, we had lived with my grandparents and um, I've always been very close to them, my maternal grandparents. And uh, somewhere around there, my grandfather had a heart attack. So 
So unless that affected me as a child, and then I became sick, mm. I had a history of pneumonia. So I was out of school, and yeah, so I guess I was alone a lot, and I do remember feeling, you know, at some point different from other people. Right, right. I remember you calling before with this with the story, um, having pneumonia when you were a child, because Jim was helping you with that. Um, but um, I, I do feel that um, your true issue is, stems from those early experiences. And I think even psychically, I picked up when you called the first time something in that, I don't remember if it was, you know, three to five years old or something. You were very, very young because I keep on getting around three or four or five years old. Is that when your grandfather had the heart attack or is that when you moved out of your grandparents' home? No, I think it would be more when he had the heart attack. And do you remember how your parents reacted? I remember being sick when I was younger in the crib. So I, I don't know. Um, it's all blur. But that's sick with pneumonia when you were a baby. Yeah. Or just sick with something I think else. So. I don't really know. Um, well, I think you're. I think I feel you were isolated. You felt very alone and very isolated. And I don't know, Jim, I, do you remember this caller? We've had her before, and you talked to her about the pneumonia when she was a baby. I, I recognized her voice the moment she started talking, but I don't remember the details. We've had a bit. A lot of callers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, because I remember picking up something in that early age from a, from a psychic perspective that I felt was emotionally um, mm-hmm. traumatic. And I do feel she's dealing with with um, complex trauma. And mm-hmm. you said two and a half years ago your partner passed away. Yes. And you're yeah, you're I, I, you're you are afraid. You're afraid to let in anybody. You say you want like-minded people, but you are you don't let anybody in. I mean, it feels like you have such protective um, a protective mechanism going that you're afraid to let anyone in. Is that not true? I haven't met have, anyone that I want to meet let in. Yeah. Do you, do you have a, yeah. a roommate Most now? people, I, I size them up and, you know, okay, I'll talk to you for 10 minutes and be cordial. That's about as much as I could do, but I have, that's it. I Karen, avoid you, my neighbors. I, I have, you know, yeah, do you I don't want to get into conversations with any people because I don't see eye to eye. Karen, right, do you have but a that's. That's part a of being a protective mechanism. But go ahead, Jim. Go on. I'm just asking, do you have a roommate, Karen? Currently. No. You live alone. Yes. Now I do, yes. Uh, okay. But she's open to having a roommate, but she's never going to let that roommate in because she's going to size them up. Well, and That's her protective mechanism. It's the only way she yeah. can survive right now. Yeah, but she's also driving her crazy. Right. But it's not. There's no like magic wand. She'd have to do the in, the inner work and deal with all the grief and all that aloneness in order for her to get to the point where she can see. You say you you size people up, so you don't trust them. But you don't trust them. Why? Because uh, you're afraid that you're going to get hurt, or they're going to leave you. 
because it's classic abandonment issues. Um, no, I don't like enough these people enough. I haven't met anybody that intrigues me that I want to get to know further or hang with or whatever. Right. Granted, right. there's not much I can do. I'm, my hands are tied here. You know, I can't go anywhere except uh, shopping and for walks. And when it was nice, I went in the park. But, you know, not ways to really meet people. When it was nice and when it is nice, I'm out. But, you know, that's that's it. No, no places I can go. Right. And if I asked you if what you're interested in, what would you tell me? What are your interests? Um, spiritual stuff. Okay. Um, so, health, healing. Oh man, with those interests, there's a million you places that you can go to meet people, and they would be people that you could trust. And that you could open up to, but I don't see you doing that. Like, are there any um, spiritual or new age stores around you? No. Where are you in New York? Manhattan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's no spiritual stores oh. in Manhattan. There might Remember, be one. Jim and I, Jim and I are from well, New York. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul is too. Go to them. I used to go to them the all, city, so I know we're all The city has changed so much, and in the past two years, especially, it's it's horrible. It's really horrible. So, you know, I don't think there's anything going on, and there might be one spiritual bookstore way, you know, like downtown, and I don't think they're doing anything there. They used to have events. Like years ago, I you know I was on a mailing list with them. I used to belong well, to meet What's the name of the store? There used to be happened. something on Al what, on uh, Alphabet City or whatever that was called. There's a there's a place on Spring Street called the New York Open Center that's open right now. You want their phone number? Oh no no I know they moved. They're somewhere in Midtown. They, I don't oh, know what they're doing. They have classes that they charge for. Three, three minute walk from the Morgan Library and Museum. They have all kinds of classes. They're really great. Yeah, and but what about what is what is it? I've met the the New York Open Center. It's a really well known spiritual center yeah, in New York City. Yeah, they have the classes. I know that place. But I think she would be better for starters going into just a spiritual store and just having someone to talk to. She needs to take baby steps before she could jump into that. I don't think she's ready for that. Okay. But is there? Yeah, is, yeah. Go ahead, Karen. Go ahead. Want to take any classes? You what? A lot of people are a lot of. There's not much classes going on. Most of these places have transitioned to online anyway, doing Zoom. Yeah, New York, I, I think, is a tough is a tough place yeah, right now. There's a lot of mandates. Really right. It, yes, it's horrible here. It really is. What about like Staten Island had a uh, and that ferry ride is a great ride. They had a great um, can't remember where it was. I could see it in my head. Um, I don't remember if it was on Highland Boulevard or where it was, but there was a great. It was a new New Age store when I left New York a long time ago. Um, 
Jim, could you look and see if there's a new age store in Staten Island? That's a great ride on the ferry. No, 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 no. See, see, see. <laughs> exactly. That, 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 you know, I'm not 20 years old, and, you know, I don't know Staten Island. I'm not just going to go bum around and, yeah. No but see, that's it. That's this is your Karen. This is your protective mechanism. You're yeah, not allowing anything. I mean, we could mention 500 things, and you'll poo-poo everything. And then you wonder why you're not having people that you can connect with in your life. You have to step out of your comfort zone, and you have to take a chance. You know, love and relationships and life is about taking risks. What was that that I just, Mike actually had just sent me, again, it had to do with motorcycles, but it was like, um, you know, uh, if you, if you're safe, you're not living. If you're taking chances, at least you're living. Did you see that mm-hmm. that he put up there? I forget what it was, but it applies Facebook to post? everything. Yeah. 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 I forget what it was too, but I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it applies to everything, not just this. But see, Karen, you you play perfectly into our hands. And not that I was playing you, but be aware of how you don't want to go out and be aware how you don't want to take the chances and be aware how you don't want to take the risks. Because until you work on that, you're not going to be able to draw the people in. There's no magic wand. It starts and it ends with you. Earlier in my life, I would meet people because we would just come in activities and stuff like that, and you click. Right, but, but you're, you're to emotional. But an island, um, um, you know, I'm not going to be, anyway, I'm sorry. I was just hoping that you, you, you might get something from spirit that I'm supposed to meet this person and blah, blah, blah. And, you're you know, not going to let the person in. That's the thing. You're not going to let them in. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever out there, you have to let them in. And you're, uh, everything is tell. Um. <laughs> well, I don't feel, I don't want to, I want it to be meant to be and I will, and I will let them in, but I'm not going to go to Staten Island chasing a dream. I don't see that working for me. I don't see that spirit has that set up as to be a way for me. I I, I respect that. But the thing of it is, is that regardless, if it wasn't Staten Island, that's my point. It starts and it ends with you. Um, What spirit tells me is exactly what I'm telling you is that you have to open up. It's like you have a lock in your energy that's preventing you from opening up to the opportunities. And it doesn't matter if it's Staten Island or somewhere else. But um, I think the last time we had even suggested, Jim, you know, in closing words, would, is there anything you could do to help her? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't think so. I, you know, offhand, I'm, I'm hearing an awful lot of resistance. And that's, that for me is, is like, well, I can't help you if you can't help yourself. And that's what it really boils down to. And we're not trying to be mean or anything. We would love to be able to help you, but I really feel the help you need is within you. Okay. Well, I'm I'm telling you, I don't really understand why you you feel that I'm not open. There's really nothing happening here. Um, I belong to meetup groups. Most of them have shut down. 
a few have transitioned to online. So I would go if they were happening. Okay. Well, um, Spirit is telling uh, telling me exactly what Jim said, and, um, you know, I don't know what else to tell you, Kara, but good luck. Good night, Karen. All right, let's on the bottom of the callers list. I need a break, so take that caller, the last caller okay. up out there. Um, is this Sherry? Hello, Sherry. I'm here. Hi, Sherry. Hey, I'm here. Hey. All right, hey. I need a lighter call at this point. <laughs> so, yes. What do, what do you have, Dr. Jill? We will uh, laugh. Yeah. Thank you. We always so, laugh. I know, we always do laugh. So tell me why you're calling today. Well, that's Jim's slide. Well, you, you, the whole... Uh-huh. So Jim, you What's on your mind, that. Sherry? What are, you, yes. what are you calling about? <laughs> tell us your story. Oh, somebody shut her off. Mike. <laughs> Mike did that? Oh, my God. I just, I just wanted to get back to the subject of the show tonight. Thank you. Yes. What, 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 what do women, women want? want? Tell me. Tell me what women want. Uh, number one that comes to mind is respect. And that is ah, on right. many, 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 many different levels. From uh, a ride in the car and and she's looking out the window and she sees something pretty and she wants to express it. Look at that beautiful tree or look at that old building. Isn't that nice? Just to be heard. Just to right. be heard. It right, and validated. Significant statement. Just right. validated. Right, and validated. You are right. a human worthy of respect. Right. And, 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 I, and, and I care for you and I care what happens to you. Right. And I have to say, your husband, who I went riding with yesterday, did just that. I said, Mike, look at the sunset. And he said, Jill, look at the moon. And we both validated <laughs> each other. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is awesome. Um, you know, so many of us have experienced other types of people in our lives. And it's just awesome to be um, cared for, to be respected and to, um, to just have somebody say you are valuable and and you're um, you're worth my time and my attention, and it's <laughs> so Mike sitting here with his thumbs up. <laughs> so why why does that mean? I, I, I mean it. I, I, we women need that. There are so many, so many men out there who are so insecure in their own masculinity, and we've done this show before with the narcissist that they have to overpower the woman and, and, and completely in every way disregard her and disrespect her. And that's all we want. We just want to be valued like any other human being wants to be valued, like a child wants to be valued by their parents. We just want the respect. We want to be uplifted. We want to be heard. Right. Now, that doesn't so, happen very often, unfortunately. But I'm hearing something else in that respect that you're talking about. Um, and again, remember, it, everything is a mirror, and you have to respect yourself in order to get that respect from somebody. Um, yeah. So, but I, I feel there's an underlying message here from you. Um, well, that was because of the, the narcissistic husband. Right. Mm. Just total belittlement, total, total annihilation of everything that I was. 
Right, and, and I've worked with Right, and I've worked with Sherry, so I know that I've brought up to her things in her childhood that were also reflective of that sort of treatment. Where, for could could I say who it was? Of course, of course, of course. Her brother, her brother was extremely like I have issues. I have issues with her father, obviously, but she has very precise and distinct memories of how her brother treated her Mm. and it was he hated her and he Mm. treated her horribly and with 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 total disregard and I feel that shaped her into being receptive towards that unfortunately those scars and those the the damage that happens in our childhood reflects becomes our our message and becomes our motto in life and that's what we then expect in life fortunately she met someone like mike yes yeah, <laughs> i was waiting for some sort of laughter or something <laughs> no, no no he's he is he's been a he gem. is um he's a gem he truly he's is a gem. a gem with what i've been going through um he has he has been there every bit and i and 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 you know the the discomfort and all this other disability stuff, but I have never had anybody um, that was so um, caring about what I needed and what would what would just to help me and to, and care for me and to and to make me feel valued. So it's it's just awesome. So. Yeah, no, and you. fortunately, you you found that, which is great. So that means that somewhere along the way, bits and pieces of you have healed. And obviously, mm-hmm. I've worked with your husband, Mike, as well. So that has mm-hmm. helped the scenario dramatically. Tremendously. <laughs> <laughs> and I thank you, Jill. <laughs> thank no, you, but I, I, I am very... Um, proud of him in that way i am so but am I. What, I truly what, am yes what um what the thought that's going through my mind is a memory that you've spoke about even recently i think as recent as last week when we were e- eating dinner at waffle house um <laughs> and which, it had was- it had to do with um when you were visiting, you wanted to stop at Ocean City and different places like that. Oh, and, right, right. And yeah, you yeah. felt left out and isolated um, when yeah. you were in Canada or wherever you yeah. were visiting his family. But yeah. yet he, he, he made you stop in Cleveland to visit your family, which was great. But I wonder if you see that any different, if that particular situation where you felt left out and isolated with his family, if you see that any differently since you're so uh, positive and and pleased with Mike. Yeah, he he, he, he's because of of your help. You know, he's he's been. He's more uh, confident in in himself to where he can. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Extend himself more. Listen to listen more. Um, consider other other situations more. 
And so, yeah, in Canada, uh, since he's Canadian, it was his family, and then we were going down the East Coast where I was raised. But he did take that special trip, which I would not have done, back to Cincinnati to see my family, which I was tremendously appreciative of. Um, But um, so many of these things uh, he was not even aware of previously that I would have been – I, 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 I don't know how to do explain you, it. It's, it's, well, I guess do you I know just, why? Was, do you know why he wasn't aware of it? Uh, yeah, because I didn't say so. <laughs> right, you didn't have I good didn't communication. I didn't. Right. didn't have good good communication. Yeah, that's that's what I worked because, with him on. I had to mm-hmm. teach Mike how to communicate with her, and he followed my instructions to a T. And that saved yeah. everything. He did. I give my credit on yeah, that. Yeah, he did. He did. He and, and he he deserves and both of you deserve a tremendous amount of credit because you've changed things from my life completely, totally. Right. And right now, right. The way it was. And right now, thank God that it played out that way with the stuff yeah. that you're going through right now. So. Oh, absolutely. So that was good. Because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I don't know where I would be right now if if I didn't have his support and his respect and his care that comes from you and what you've done with, with for him and, um, and, and me as well. It's just been remarkable. I just, I just was guiding. He did it and you did it. I just made suggestions. You guys did the work. So don't give me the credit. You, you both deserve the credit. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> you, you deserve the credit too. You deserve it. Uh, we we just could not have done this on our own. But it, it, it's it, this this is truly what I what I have now is what uh, all women should have from their husbands, from their partners, from their mates. Um, and this is the first time in my life, and with significant people in my life, that I've that I've got that care, that I've got that somebody who cares about me, respects me and listens to me and treats me like I'm a living human being worthy of being paid attention to. So it's just, it's remarkable. Truly yeah, remarkable. But see, and that's you wouldn't be want. receiving, you wouldn't be receiving that if you hadn't done work, you did some that's work. True. Otherwise you would be resonating at a different frequency and therefore yeah, you'd be drawing in true. different situations. So that's what I mean. You have to give yourself credit. There's a lot of things I've said to Sherry, and I think she's going to get mad at me. And she says she reflects on it, and she realizes that I'm nailing things, and she works on it. There's still work to be done. We all have work that needs to get done. I have a lot of work that needs to get done. But you're doing it, and that's the important thing. Well, Joe, when you kept saying something about my father, and I've always admired my father, um, but I did come to realize through our our, our conversations that he was uh, very, very controlling of me, not mean. He certainly was not a mean man. He was not an evil man. He was a very loving man, but he wanted to feel to raise me the way he thought that I should be raised as as a young woman, and he totally controlled me and inhibited my emotions. And I see that and I see how that formed me, but not, not in a malicious way. He was not malicious in any way. It just was the way he was brought up with his, 
his dad and his mother. But um, I, I can't say anything malicious about him other than the fact that he was controlling and <clears throat> kept me from exhibiting and, and expressing my emotions because that's just the way he was. But he was he was very, very caring. Um, he was he was not a not not a, a bad father, but in that regard, he he didn't see um, how that was inhibiting me. I want to read you something that I showed Mike yesterday and had him read it. And I'll tell you, when I read it, it was very uh, profound and healing for me. And I'm going to read it to you. And I'll put this up on Facebook. It says to my children. I'm sorry for the unhealed parts of me that in turn hurt you. It was never a lack of love for you, only a lack of love for myself. That's profound. And that Isn't is absolutely it? true. Yeah, it is. That is. And that, and we that's really, very, very true. we get wounded by a lot of things that our parents do, but very infrequently, I have encountered some really horrible situations that people I don't know. They, they, they're, I don't even know what to call them. But 99% of the time, people are broken and they make mistakes in how they raise us. And they don't do it because they don't love us. They do it because they do love us and they think they're doing the right thing. But that, to me, yeah. was absolutely profound. Um, and I will put it up on Facebook. But... Um, you you've made tremendous progress in the past, you know, six or eight months. You really truly have. Both of you have, and I'm very proud of both of you. And I think you, what you called in about respect um, is important. I mean, Jim, what do you say about that? Respect. Oh yeah, um, respect is is valuable, um, very valuable. And everybody's going to have some things that are more important than others. Right. Everybody's going to be different in that regard. Um, I agree. I, uh, I, I'm, and so I, I think respect is a reflection of of uh, trust uh, and appreciation or being wanted. These are all kind of related ideas that, in in my mind, would would kind of reflect different views on on the same type of type of thing, and and so therefore. One would be more valuable to one, one, one would be more valuable to the other. But I do think that one of the pillars of what women want would be respect. They want to feel, they want a man to appreciate who they are and yeah. not to knock them down and not to make right. them feel in any way inferior. So um, I, I, I would agree with you, Sherry, that that's really important. So I appreciate you sharing your story with yeah. us. No question. Anytime. <laughs> thank, thank you. you All right. Guys, you take thank care. You so much. All right. Good thank evening. you. <laughs> yep. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Who else do we have on the phone? Uh, I would like we've to got try to get to here. everybody. Here's, here's somebody. Uh, uh, this, is, this is Lisa. Okay. Hello, Lisa. Hi. Hi. This is Jim. Um, can you tell us? Can you tell us what our, what your story is? What's happening? Yeah, um, I recently um, have had some um, slander and harassment on the internet by some women, and um, just wanted to know what you feel around that situation. You mean you want to know uh, 
what you should do or you want to know what these women are thinking or what's what yeah, exactly what they're thinking that'd be great okay um, Any names? i work yeah i work with names and you might not even know their real names do you know their no, real names i know or? i know their real names and everything do you want to um, give it to jim privately or do you want to give it to us on the air because first one is all i need yeah, that's fine. Uh, one is Joanne, and the other and one is Jessica. All right. I, I actually have almost like a crushing feeling on my chest, like I can't breathe um, for both of their names. But um, I'm just trying to figure out which one is um, – um, that I'm really picking that up from. Bottom line is, I think a lot of it is, um, I'm just listening to my guides for a minute. A lot of it at the core is jealousy, but I don't think it's coming through as jealousy at all. I feel they're they're really nitpicking, and um, I don't know um, what the the topic is that they're bullying you on, but it certainly feels that whatever it is, um, is truly like part of your belief structure. So it almost feels like they're really hitting home in in what they're attacking with you. Is that true? Yeah. Um, it still has that feeling of of, of jealousy at the core, but um, I, I I do have this feeling of like a weight on my chest. Do you feel that physically or? Does this cause you to like yeah. feel like you can't breathe or have a panic attack or something like yes. that? I, yes. And what have you done about it, if anything? Uh, I've stayed silent. I haven't addressed any of this stuff, and and they, I just don't want to deal with them. Um, are these people that you know in real life? Yes. Yeah. Um, and again, it feels very real. It's not the kind of stuff that's just, you know, surface stuff. It feels very, very real in, in whatever yeah. they're, whatever they're hitting on. Um, oh, yeah. Jim, do you have any thoughts while I'm zooming in on this? Because well, I'm trying I'm, to look ahead to I'm see what she should do. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, if if you have any insight into what's 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 behind their actions, what's their motivation? Jealousy. Is it is it? jealousy. I mean, Absolutely. at the core, I could feel it. I could feel uh-huh. that jealousy Absolutely. is it. Absolutely, they're very jealous of me. Is it jealous or envy? I, jealous. Yeah, okay. I, I'm picking up more jealous than envy. Okay, okay. It, it comes to envy to me is a lighter feeling. Jealousy is a stronger feeling. It comes mm-hmm. to as jealousy to me. Okay. Um, um, I, I think I ahead. think it. I think the if it comes to a situation like this, what you're doing is you're refusing to give it any energy, and that means that you're not empowering it, and that's a good thing. And that's that to but me would be like it's the, the eating best her up step. inside, but it's well, eating her up inside. There has to be some resolution. 
But the resolution is, it has to be something she has control over, and she doesn't have control over them. Right. She doesn't have control over Facebook. Right. So the only thing she or has control over. Or wherever it is. Yeah. Twitter, either, it is. either. Yeah. So, so the only thing she has control over is either whether she looks at these these things like you know Bingo. social media, Bingo. or Bingo. how does she change her reaction inside? So it's one of those those two things you have control over. So those are places that you can work. You know, either you remove what? the remove the stimulation or you remove the response. Yeah. What do you feel they're thinking? There, what I pick up from both of them is because of their jealousy, they're trying to bring you down. I mean, and they, they are wondering, um, you know, it's almost like you're in this instance, Jim, it's almost like her not engaging with them is giving them more and more power. That's the way you're feeling about it. Right. Uh Okay. And it's almost as if, and I'm not saying do this because I think it would be a mistake, but it's almost as if she put them in their place that they would yeah. back off. But I don't think that she should engage with them. But right now they no. are gaining their power from the silence. So perhaps to do something like, um, you know, almost make fun of them in a different post that they could see, but you're not making fun of them. You're making fun of, you know, jealous people. Or isn't it amazing how people have to be, you know, or I find such humor in people that think they're going to, you know, affect me or affect others by demeaning them when, when in reality the only person they're demeaning is themselves. You know, response yeah. like that, but not directly to them you know, in just something that you post out yourself, I think would A, give you power, and B, show them that they're having no effect on you. At that point, they would have one or two. Go ahead. I've made it. I've been online, and they've seen me since all this, and I've shown that I have my power. And so I think they know that they didn't, you know, put a dent in me. They know. Yeah, but they have put a dent in you because you are struggling as much as you are. So, so I, I mean, I think even if you're online, I feel that's a step, but I feel making some sort of comment about how you're totally unfazed and you think it's actually so demeaning to them would would hit the jugular. What do you think, Jim, before we, we go? Because we do have a bunch of other callers. I, 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 I think that's a, that's a little sideways, that we would call it, where I come from. Um, and maybe better to just speak who you are in the situation, which is like the lion among sheep that doesn't pay attention to them because there's no threat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in but other then words, she has not, to deal with not, herself, though. Well, that's, that's where that's, she's struggling with herself. I see. Um, but, and the, what I would do is, as far as dealing with myself, is is focusing on where this where this is coming from inside of me that it feels so powerful, right. powerful that it can overpower right. me. Right. Um, and focus on that, and understand where that came from, because that's got to be something that that's happened in your past that that is opening that up to you and and otherwise it wouldn't disturb you much and you would just walk away from it like the lion would to the birds that are flying around 
<laughs> right. Care. Yeah. What he said is, is the exact thing here. Why does it bother you? And that's the question you should ask yourself and work through whatever it is that, whatever triggers in you is something deeper than them. Otherwise, it wouldn't bother you. And, mm-hmm. and work on that. And then they're going to go away. Literally, they will go away. I've seen this happen a million times. You know, they'll run out of energy. Yeah. It's not going to be fun to poke you if you don't jump. Well, but you, you know, but, they... but you have to change you in order to get them to stop. Right now, everything is energy. So mm-hmm. she's okay, reacting so to sorry. it. I have a call from work. Thank you. Bye-bye. I have to go. Sorry. Okay. No problem. Bye. All right. Um, she hung up. Okay. All right. Do we have another caller? These are very interesting calls tonight. Yeah, we've only got three minutes left. All right. All right. right. So you want to you want to close out the show? Do you want to close out the show, Paul? Um, One thing I do want to say next week, I do want to do, and you're going to talk about it when you close the show, is I want to do a show on on our next show about the Mandela effect. Now, Mike and I had a situation occur yesterday. Um, on the motorcycle that Jim says is not the Mandela effect. I'm afraid to talk about it because I break up in total hysteria. I've had to fix my makeup five times or six times already. I keep on laughing about it. But Jim says it isn't the Mandela effect, but I don't know what it is, but I'm going to throw it in next week anyhow. Do you want me to tell you on a high level what it was? Yeah. Jim, tell him. (laughs) No, I don't know why you. it makes me laugh. <laughs> She's, she, they were riding along and they noticed that there was a bunch of uh, creatures along the side of the road that were looked like cows, but they were too small to be cows. They were and, like miniature cows. Like miniature cows. <laughs> and so uh, she believes that she went into some kind of an alternate universe where Mike the cows were smaller. Mike and I both smaller. saw it. We're, the yeah. first ones, I don't know what they were. He even saw small people. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that, but Mike, I did find that there? <laughs> I did find that there are miniature farms all over <laughs> Tennessee, miniature cow farms in Tennessee, where but they, they raise miniature cows. Were not mini- but they weren't miniature cows. They were full ca- full size cows that Mike and I saw being that's smaller. That's miniature cow is. It's a full <laughs> size cow. That's it's like a miniature dog. It's a full dog. It's an adult dog. Only it's two feet, two inches tall. Or I'm whatever. telling you, we were in some altered reality. So, I'm telling you, we were. I don't doubt you for a minute. Thank you. <laughs> but, but next, You're a very wise but man, next, Paul. But next week, we will talk about the real Mandela effect. I think this falls into that in a way because we were we went into another timeline where cows were different than they are in this timeline. So for me, it's the same thing. Bigger. Cows used to be bigger. Cows are smaller than they used to be. No, because at the end of the ride, we saw full-size cows, so we knew we got back to this timeline. (laughs) Well, then you must have been in the future timeline, because in the past timeline, cows are bigger than they are today. Yeah, but they were normal size. Not that they were bigger. They were back to being the normal size. I, I said, oh, look, there's a normal size cow. Now we're back to this timeline. Did okay. you eat a special brownie or something? Did you? <laughs> no, I, honestly, we did. We're riding. It was just the so. cows. It wasn't the buildings. It wasn't anything no. else. 
No. Cows, everything else was a normal size. Just I the think cows that the fences and everything were all normal. Just the cows were like miniature. If they were miniature, they probably could have gone through the fence, though, right? They were that miniature. <laughs> but they, instead of being like, I don't know how much a normal cow would weigh, like oh 300 pounds or something. Instead yeah. of that, they weighed maybe 150 pounds. So they were still way too big to go over the or under a fence, but they, they, they weren't normal size. And it was one farm after the other on both sides of the street. We even saw horses that were a different size. He, Mike's words to me is something is wrong with our perception today. And I said, no, <laughs> this is the Mandela effect. We're in a different timeline. So that's what our next show is going to be about, is the, the right. true Mandela effect. Well, on that happy note, it is 10 p.m. and we are out of time. So we look forward to being back with you next week. And hopefully we're not going to have these issues. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope we start yeah. on time and... And and you were able to open the show because Jim wasn't funny today, so we're not going to uh, <laughs> we're not going to get all these wonderful letters that we got last time. But but you encourage people to write in with topics that they want for the yes. show. Yes. Okay. Good. That was very profound and all important. Right. Okay. Good night, everybody. I don't have my script. So. <laughs> That's it. Oh, this Time's is... up. Over. All out. right. So, so there are, yeah, time is up, but we, um, is there a, a date? Oh, Thursday, December 2nd is our next show on the Mandela effect. Right. Oh, and you can email us at radio show at ladyfontaine.com with topics and you get a 15 minute free reading or life coaching session with me. If we use your topic. Excellent. All right. Sounds good. Do we want an out cue song? We, we have an out cue. Closing. There it is. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Another great show thanks to our callers and wonderful listeners. Be sure to follow us here on Blog Talk Radio and on Facebook. Check back regularly for info on our next show here on Blog Talk Radio on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you miss a show or want to listen again, you can listen to the podcast anytime here or on iTunes. Signing off from all of us here on Eye on the Future. Blessings.